a big slab of meat. I was gonna say like ham is not attractive. I'm I'm very much so like in my mind I visualize like somebody throwing like taking a fork and I even say it taking a fork and just like slapping a big thing of meat on my on my <laughs> that sounds sexual. Well, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't mean for it to weird pregnancy <laughs> cravings, eh? No. Just picturing this guy. <laughs> With a, with a slap of meat. Oh my god. Just a big one and a fork. <laughs> slapping it off Okay, but yeah, like it's a very that, visceral story, Sarah. That is not attractive. But anyway. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> I didn't say it in a sultry voice. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're joining us here. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? This week we have the, the Backup, backup plan. plan. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and reach out however you want to reach out to us, if you want to reach out to us, on Instagram at Romcom Rewind, TikTok at Romcom Rewind, or you can email romcomrewind at gmail.com. So this week is The Backup Plan, a 2010 romantic comedy directed by Alan Poole. It's the story of Zoe, played by Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo. Zoe has kind of everything sorted out in her life. She's the owner of a, is it like a pet store business that she owns? Yeah, yes. Emotionally, she's in a pretty good place. All that is missing in her life, she believes, is motherhood. But she's never really found the guy. So, our girl Zoe, her plan now is artificial insemination so she can become a mother without having the guy. She don't need no man. Of course, a wrench is thrown into, the, into this plan as she meets Stan, played by Alex O'Loughlin. What are your thoughts on uh, the backup plan? You're one of my best friends. Don't you want to help me? I mean, we don't have to have sex, all right? Just, will you be my baby daddy? You know, I just always thought I'd be married with kids by now, but I still haven't found the one. The elusive one. Good luck. Guess it's time for my backup plan. Are you high? It says here he has red hair and freckles. I have a feeling that you and CRM1014 are going to make beautiful babies together. The backup plan is good. I've always enjoyed watching this. I like J-Lo in this one. Um, I think I like her in most of her movies she's done. Um, and this one was done after she took a bit of a break. Uh, for movies so it was good to see her back the storyline's good writing is fun and light it's hard to paint the experience of being pregnant the same for everyone if that makes sense so I think they did a good job making it specific for her because every single person who goes through pregnancy is different everyone has their own unique experience yeah I agree this this movie is pretty solid mostly I I do love the uniqueness of the story I'm trying to think of like pregnancy-based romantic comedies we have knocked up. The Switch with the Switch. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. But there aren't that many. There are not that many. <laughs> there are not that many, yes. I like the uniqueness of the story. How fantastic J-Lo is. I, like, I agree with you. I think about a funny point with J-Lo, especially doing this pod, maybe you are as well, around this time, like 2010, I feel like people got tired of her acting career. But re-watching this movie, I just kind of love her. Almost to the point I'm like convincing myself that like maybe she hasn't done a bad movie and I know that's not the truth because <laughs> everybody kind of turned on her at one point. And even looking at some of the reviews after rewatching this movie, some people were mean about this movie and I'm rewatching it like, ah, I thought it was pretty good. 
Like there are some holes to poke, but like yeah. especially Jenner J Lo, I thought she had a great performance. Yeah, like I think all around she's a good actress. Oh, she's a great actress. Um, and and I think these types of movies for her are, in my opinion, like her genre. Like she's really good at this type of character, not this type of character, but like a rom com character. Yeah, she's been in some action. I'll be honest, I don't watch a ton of action movies. I think just to humble ourselves on J Lo, we need to watch like a really good stinker, like uh, like Geely, for example. Good stinker. A good stinker. Throw that in there. Well, you know she's back with Ben Affleck. So. She is. So may- you know what? Maybe we should. We should actually. do. Oh my gosh, I heard that. Anyway, I've never actually seen it because. All I heard was terrible things about it, so I didn't even bother. And before we really dive into this movie now, there is something we want to talk to you about. Uh, Through doing this podcast, we end up sharing a lot of personal stories with you. You end up learning a lot about our lives. Um, You know, we've talked about our wedding on here. We talk about our relationship all the time. In fact, in our listener survey, that came up a lot that, like, you like learning about us. And to that, like, thank you so much. That is... Um, amazing. It's wonderful. I, I do feel like, you know, you listening, you've kind of become our extended family. So to keep in line with keeping you up on our personal lives. We're pregnant. We are pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we're due. End of June. Oh my God. Yeah. This is a, this it's is a week warning up. right now. I'm, I know. I'm, Devin's crying oh right God. now. So there you go. Everybody. <laughs> this move, You've this... done it again. <laughs> They didn't do anything. (laughs) I know. I'm doing it to myself. I don't know. God. I'm going to be a friggin' mess when this baby comes. Yes. I actually thought you were going to say, I'm going to be a father. And I'm like, yeah, you are. (laughs) That that is true, too. (laughs) And a mess. When uh, a a quick sidebar, when we were doing our our first ultrasound um, that I was allowed into because COVID regulations were still kind of different back then, I came into the room and they're kind of like, you know, Sarah's on the bed and they're doing the thing and I'm looking at the image and I'm in the back of the room and they're like (laughs) having a full chat, like the technician and Sarah talking about stuff. And honestly, I was just silently trying to silently weep. (laughs) Yeah, I was just (laughs) just silently sobbing in the back because he was so excited. (laughs) As was I, I, but like just, you know, the sobber in the back. At some point, the technician turned around and I'm like, don't look at me, please. (laughs) Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't mind me. I'm just a wallflower (laughs) that happens to be bawling. Uh, Um, So that's what's up with us. That's why this movie uh, we thought was... um, was uniquely pertinent for this time in our lives. And um, we wanted to make sure that we, we shared that with you because you've been along on a lot of journeys with us. And this is just another one. Yeah. It's very exciting. Oh, I just need a minute. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Right. You're so funny. The backup plan. The backup plan. So it opens with JLo or Zoe, um, her character name, being artificially inseminated. She wants a baby really, really badly. We really start the this movie off swinging. Yeah, you know, I think I think of it in the the same way that Jane the Virgin, the TV show, kind of started. Um, it's it, not so abruptly being artificially inseminated, but the storylines are kind of similar. Like, um, except they get the sperm mixed up. The appointment is over. She has been artificially inseminated. She is leaving. It is pouring rain in Manhattan. That does not stop her from being in a terrible mood. She jumps into a cab and at the same time, Stan, Stan, the man jumps in the cab as well. This is my, this is my best scene. Their meet cute. Okay. Literally the second scene of the movie. Yes. All right. Yes, I was trying to think to myself, what is the best scene in this movie, Sarah? And they're meet cute. I like the way that they they met. This is my cab. 
What, you own it? No, but I'm about to rent it. If you see someone hail a cab and the cab pulls up, you can't just jump in the cab and say it's yours. I didn't see you. I saw you see me. The penny piece, I like that they wrapped it around at the very end. I'll yeah. get into that later. It was a good, fun, meet cute. Um, you're wrong though. The best scene is oh, the is the okay. home birth pregnancy scene. But so I actually we'll thought it's funny because I thought you were gonna go with that one or the the um the park scene. So they jump into the cab at the same time. They both end up getting out of the cab. The cab ends up leaving, and then they're just standing there in the rain. They they take the subway together, and he's there behind her, still like like dude, like it's go a little away. odd. Yeah. Like, the subway. They come up back to uh, level ground, and hey. There's a penny right there. Why don't you pick it up? It's good luck. And she said only if it's heads up. So she turns it around to be heads up and then walks away and he picks it up. And her thing was, I'm just going to give some luck to the next person who comes by. Which I thought was adorable. It is adorable. That's kind of a cute, quirky way of living your life. I agree. I ag- yeah. And that was the piece of why the meet cute was just so It was really the adorable. penny. Who, yes. who cares about Stan? It's, it's the penny. It's the penny. <laughs> I liked the message behind the penny. Yeah. <laughs> so he picks it up and keeps it. So Zoe decides to go to a single mother's support group, and Melissa McCarthy is the leader of it, which is hilarious. The leader of it? I don't know why I'm Did making the... it sound like a cult, but... Yeah, I um, know. It's it, the... it feels a little cultish, <laughs> to be fair. It's, it's <laughs> it definitely strange. It's definitely grassroots. Yeah, grassroots. Roots, yeah, yeah. Grassroots. Welcome to Single Mothers and Proud. As the name suggests, we are all single mothers and um, proud. Ha-ha. Hey, it's yeah. all right. But it's interesting because she's just been artificially inseminated, so she doesn't actually know if she's pregnant yet right. at this point. So she's just, I think, going to try it out. So her and her best friend that same day after the support group go to the market to get muffins um, this I found really funny. So Zoe's friend, Mona, who is played by Michaela Watkins, she is so funny. I love her in everything that she has done. This is the part that I love. Instead of Mona actually baking for her child's school function, she just goes to the market and picks up muffins yeah. and picks the ugliest ones there to make it look like she, in fact, did bake them, which I think is genius. I have to duly note that in my brain. For when, although I do love baking, so that's I was about to say, let's be real, Sarah. (laughs) Who's going to be the Mona parent? It's not going to be you. You're going to be attentive, engaged. I'm going to be the one being like, all this bake. No, I'm going to. You're going to go buy a pie from the grocery store. I'm going to go to a bakery and be like, can you guys just mess that up a little bit? Put it in a bag. Yeah, squish it down. Make it look like I messed something up. Can I put the icing on those cinnamon buns? (laughs) It doesn't look good. Stop what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just let me get in there for a sec. I'll put a hairnet on. I don't care. (laughs) Oh, I just love it. Like that idea is just so genius. So while they're there. Stan's there. Stan is there. He has a stall or a stand. He's got a cheese stand. He has a cheese stand. Did you follow me here? Follow you? (laughs) To the farm. Are you kidding me? No, we we came to buy muffins. Why? It's a public market. (laughs) <laughs> why would why would he think it's also like the following days <laughs> like yeah time has passed and it's also really weird like to assume that she would follow you to a public market she doesn't even know what you do for a living what, was it was it his weird way of flirting because he did start flirting yes. with her i think that is and that is not a good way to pick up a woman i just like that is like borderline kind of creepy you don't think so i don't think that's a good way to pick up. did it work for creepy. j-lo not really I, I think it's the opposite of creepy i think, think it's i think did you're you jumping, follow me here did you follow me here yeah 
it's like you need to respond to that. You can't just blow it off. You need to. Well, he swoons her with cheese because he offers her a piece of cheese. And He's, Mona yeah. says, yes, please, especially with the free the free box of cheese that she'll get. And we, we did get a weird, I don't know if it's a conflict, but we got the impression that Stan is actually dating one of the oh, others. That was weird. One of the other girls who works at the market. Yeah, I feel like they could have done more with that. If well, they wanted to. It's a little unexplained. Like, oh, she's flat. in my class. She works in the market. It was like... We used to date. Yeah. So in but, Zoe's yeah. mind, she's like, oh, like Stan has a girlfriend. Screw off. I don't, like, I don't need this in my life. I think she was a little bit interested in him. But as soon as the other girl came along, she's like, no. Yeah. And they never really dove further into it. Like either make it a conflict or don't. But yeah. it was they kept it very surface. So you never really knew until he legitimately came out and said... Like, oh, no, we're, we don't, we're not dating. I don't have a girlfriend. We used to date. Right. Which cleared it up. But then that was kind of it. Like, But then in that situation, that interaction that they had would feel weird. Like she came up yes. and like put her arm around him. Exactly. It was, it was kind of odd. If we used to date, I'd be like, yo, get, get off me. I'm trying to hit on J-Lo over yeah, here, yeah, ex-girlfriend. Yeah, like, blocking. Yeah, <laughs> don't Hello. cock block me. Zoe's like awkwardly just like leaves. And I mean, Mona waits to get her cheese box, which uh, in, in that instance, in this scene, I am Mona. Because you'd want the cheese. I love cheese. Give me the cheese box. Give me all of the dairy. <laughs> oh, I've got a great conversation for later on. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. So Zoe gets to work and Stan had called work twice. And her coworker is like, who is this handsome sounding man on the phone? He's called twice. And then he shows like. He shows up at a book reading. Yeah. He shows up at a book reading and asks her out. And of course, she agrees at that point. Because I mean, like now he's following her. It's just going to keep going back and forth. She either can't go to the market ever again. Then or she just says no and they move on. <laughs> like She doesn't need to say yes. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that it would just keep going back and forth. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Probably wouldn't. But <laughs> Yeah. No, I know. He does walk her home after getting a takeout and they have a really cute date. And she decides that um, she is going to see him again. But at this point, she's afraid she's pregnant. For their date, Stan brings Zoe to a really cute park or a courtyard that he has set up all romantic dinner with wine and pizza. And it's really, really sweet. Um, he's very he's very confident. That's one thing about Stan in this movie. He is extremely confident. And he when he goes over to the like he goes over the table to kiss her and he knocks the wine all over her dress, which she had specifically bought for that day or that date and the candles fall and it lights on fire and she grabs the hose and then they have a water fight typical rom-com of like some sort of like uh, paint uh, fight flower fight water fight you know whatever i kind of hate that cliche i've noticed it we, we've done this podcast for a while it happens in so many movies around like between 05 to 12 yes we loved something catching on fire we loved a little bit of insanity Chaotic. you know it happens in a lot of matthew yeah. mcconaughey movies he <laughs> yes. always bumps into something and like a dolphin attacks somebody and do we need this all the time i don't think it's good comedy well it's interesting because we haven't done a movie where this has happened in quite a while i mean for sure ghost of girlfriend's path past matthew mcconaughey drops the cake and it's very like you know, dramatic. Yeah. Um, the garbage truck. J Lo actually. J Lo and into, Matthew McConaughey and yes. the garbage truck. Yes. Oh, and the horse running off in that movie as well. I do think of the ones with Joey King, uh, most recently. Oh, the kissing booth. 
the Kissing Booth uh, trilogy, they have like a paint fight in there. They have a water fight in there. Yeah, but those are like young adult. Like those are like YA romantic. Comedies. Oh, so because this is like more adult. It, like, like you guys are in your 30s this. and you spilled wine <laughs> and set the table on fire. In my life, I've never done that. I know Stan. I haven't either. Like, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of it that way, actually. Like, I've never reached over a table and, like, tipped over a full bottle of wine yeah. and then lit the table on fire. And then fire. also lit the table on fire. Have you ever been walking around and getting your heel stuck and a dumpster almost murders you? Okay, I actually have gotten my... Stop. My heel stuck in, um, like, while walking. It is terrible. But I did pull out the shoe and the heel wasn't broken. Yeah. Was there simultaneously something trying to murder you at the same time, Sarah? An inanimate object hurtling towards you. No? No. Okay, then that never happened to you. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for telling me. I appreciate that. How what happened to me didn't actually happen. (laughs) No, I mean like the Matthew McConaughey thing never happened. Just playing. So after this uh, debacle of a date. He does ask her to go to the farm with him for the weekend. And she says she'll call him. And when she gets home, the dog has puked up the pregnancy test and it's positive. And she's pregnant. And she's pregnant. So at this point, she's got two options. She can either end the relationship here and, you know, go her go her own way with, you know, her being pregnant and, and everything like that. Or she can continue the relationship, the very early relationship with Stan. She chooses to go to the farm. She heads to the farm for the weekend. And when she shows up, she sees him <laughs> on a tractor shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. She oh, Was that Loughlin. good? Yeah. <laughs> Alex Laughlin. Yeah. Um, and she's so enamored by him that she hits a tree, which like, I'm sorry, you're like, you're pregnant. You should probably like watch where you're going a little bit more because like, that's dangerous. You know what, Sarah? You're right. <laughs> Entity of the law, Sarah is here, <laughs> and you need to obey the rules and regulations of you should any be motorway. Careful. <laughs> you should be careful. <laughs> God. Oh. Uh, yo, my the the farm scene. So first of all, Stan lives on like a dairy farm, but it's a cheese farm. Yeah, so it's like goat milk cheese, and it's a really nice farm. We get. Can I just jump right into my favorite thing about the farm scenes? Of course. I really want to know what it is. Because there are a few things that happen. We start to see Zoe's cravings a little bit. She craves this chili that's on the... This scene... That was a little bit disgusting. I don't know why... Like, I'm sorry. Pregnant people... Like... Personal experience. My personal experience is that I am not a fiend when I'm eating food. Yeah, no, you're not a fiend. I'm not like taking it up and cupping it in my hands and pushing it into my face. Yeah. Like or taking like two loaves of bread and making a sandwich, sloppy joe slam- sandwich and then like shoving it in my mouth. With this crock pot like, of chili. Like I have chili. self-control. Yeah. <laughs> I have self-control, JLo. God. <laughs> it's just so weird. And this was it, it's interesting because I as the actress, as the lead, she had just like this was shortly after she had been pregnant with her twins. Mm. So I'm interested to know, like, in this specific scene, did she feel that this was, like, equivalent to her experience? Right. Or was she aware of... Being a chili fiend, or... Grossly over-exaggerated. Yeah, or was this grossly over-exaggerated for the script of the movie? Like, I'm interested... I would love to know 
her thoughts on this specific scene because like I watched it and I was like, I am grossed out. Like this is, <laughs> this is crazy. But also at the farm we get, I have a question. Okay. What do you think is the least sexiest food product? Stan is at this farm. Zoe's swooning over him. He's talking about cheese products. He shows her this like kind of like a warehouse of all the cheese. And it's set up to look like very dramatic and like, oh my God, it's like a wine cellar of cheese. And it's meant to feel romantic. And he says, I had this idea to use these two different types of goat's milk to come up with something really unique. It's uh, sweet and sassy and complex. <laughs> I was inspired. Hmm. So what are you saying? I'm your cheese muse? Yeah. What are we talking about, guy? We're talking about cheese? This is not an attractive He's describing food. her. He's describing her as cheese. a cheese. Yeah, yeah. That's not sexy. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I, I have to say, like, I don't want to be just, I don't want somebody to name a cheese after me, you know? Of course not. Um, in, in, in the descriptive words, like... It's not it's not romantic, it's not attractive. However, I do love cheese. You do love cheese. So like is it equivalent to somebody naming after like a sandwich after someone? But like just in essence, do you find cheese to be an attractive food product? I mean Like, I'm hey, we're gonna have really a candlelit dinner and some And cheese. cheese. Yeah. I guess. Like that would that would <sighs> sign me up. Like some cheese, some apples, chocolate, and some wine, yeah. But like in that warehouse, I'm thinking it probably smells kind of pungent of cheese. Oh no, no it smells awful. Like I've been on would... a che- when I was in the Netherlands, I was on a cheese farm, and it smells like cheese. It like smells horrible, dirty feet. I don't think cheese is attractive. <laughs> like he's teeing it up like this is this grand romantic thing. You're in a warehouse of smelly cheese, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna name some cheese after you. Like I think there's some other foods that are like, <laughs> like maybe a little bit more unattractive. Like, like what? Okay. What's, okay. what's more unattractive than cheese? That are considered delicacies. Okay, so let's let's think of it in this regard. Yeah. Lobster. Lobster is known as a delicacy, but when you eat it or watch someone eat it, it is not attractive at all. Yeah, the eating the lobster is not attractive, but the flavor of the lobster is delicious, Sarah. Totally mixed with butter, yeah. But yeah, some garlic butter, maybe too. Eating it mm. is like not attractive whatsoever. So that okay. I mean, you got to throw some spam in there, like you know. Spam, spam is not attractive. You're right. Yeah, it's not attractive. Anything that comes out of a can as the same consistency that it is in the can, it's not attractive. Yeah, no, it's not good. Something that you have to cut up to make it look different. I don't think yogurt is attractive. <laughs> oh. Anything dairy based does not feel mm. attractive to me. Oh, ice cream. Yeah, I guess. I love okay, ice cream. okay, yeah, yeah. You got me on ice cream. Sure, sure. I love ice cream. You can dress up ice cream really nicely. Um, a big slab of meat. I was gonna say like ham is not attractive. I'm I'm very much so like in my mind. I visualize like somebody throwing like taking a fork, and I even say it, taking a fork and just like slapping a big thing of meat on my on my. <laughs> that sounds sexual. Well, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to. Weird pregnancy cravings, eh? No. Just picturing this guy no. with, a, with a slap of meat. Oh, my God. Just a big one and a fork and slapping Stop. it on my plate. Okay, but yeah, like that. It's a very that, visceral story, Sarah. That is not attractive, but anyway. Are you sure? Yes. I didn't say it in a sultry voice. 
<laughs> yeah, meat is not. Although I think steak's attractive, like a nice. Yeah, but not a big f- like steak, like yeah. hunkin piece of meat. But right. yes, like steak is delicious. Don't get me wrong. Chocolate, attractive wine. Chocolate, totally attractive. attractive. Yeah. Love chocolate. Wine is attractive as well. So if he was like, hey, I started making chocolate and I want to name the first chocolate after you. Or like, That's sexy, yes. Stan. So they get to the cheese barn. We kind of chatted about this already. And then they end up having sex on the cheese. Kind of, yeah. It's the, the cheese is around. The, the, the smell would be really pungent. I don't know if being pregnant, I could do that. Yeah. Would your smell be heightened? Oh, absolutely. So you can smell it all. You can Ooh. smell everything. This you can smell the cows cheese. that it came from or the goats that it came from. <laughs> but then after, and it's, it's pretty wild um, intimacy, that's what I'll call it. Yeah, um, yeah. After that, she does reveal to him, hey, I'm pregnant. And he makes the joke, eh, don't think it happens that fast. And then she explains, no, like that day that we met, I had gotten artificially inseminated and turns out it all worked out. So that's where we're at. He kind of flips out, which I mean, in a way is reasonable because I think he just like got a lot of information that he didn't think would ever come at this point. But I do think it's like you need to like calm down like a little bit. You need to hear her out. You need to like understand, I think, the picture a little bit better because she threw the information at him. He didn't digest it well. So he kind of says that like, she lied to him about it, which I'm like, okay, like you guys clearly have some things you need to work out. Um, he's mad, but the next morning she takes off because she's like, well, why would I be here? Why would I stay here if you clearly don't want this? But he stops her saying, hold on. And then it turns out that he hasn't been fully truthful either. He's in school at night. And then she's mad at him. And I'm like, why are you mad at him for being in school? Not quite the same lie. (laughs) Not that she was lying, but... like They shouldn't have even been mad at each other for that. And then they break up and she drives away. I think he had a a reason to react in a way. Like, he's been dating this girl and it turns out she's pregnant. And then there are all these questions like, who the F's the father? You don't know who the father is? Like, I wouldn't react very differently than him maybe slightly i don't think i'd be as accusatory yeah but... and say like you lied like she didn't yeah, lie no. she's telling you when she knows she just found out it's Fair. just yes you have questions and you know you're you're trying to digest it and whatever but yeah. going to night school is not a big deal no though. i'm sorry <laughs> like, he's oh. actually just trying to better himself i was gonna say continuing your education absolutely Good on you. like yep. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that so like i was really while watching that scene i was like oh like i have i have feelings about this I don't like it's kind of weird, but he does show up at her door and they get together. So they're now dating and he goes to the OB appointments with her. And it turns out she's having not one, but two babies. Twins. Twins. They chat in the park and he does freak out and goes to a nearby playground and meets Anthony Anderson, who plays the literally his title in the movie is Playground Dad. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have a name. No. Um, I do like Anthony Anderson. I, think I he's, love yeah, Ant- in, Anthony in Anderson. In Blackish, he is so good. He's, he's perfect. Yeah, I love love that show. And he plays a similar role as this playground dad in yeah. that he's kind of like the, not crotchety, but he's but like he's the- cool though. He's cool. You know? He's the dad who kind of knows all the beats, but he's been beaten down a little bit by life. And he's like, yeah, you know, by the third kid, <laughs> he's just over there eating sand and I don't really care. You know, <laughs> like you take your wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he gives Stan Sage advice. It's awful, 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 awful. And then something incredible happens. And then awful, 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 awful. 
and something incredible happens again. I, it's, it's like this all day, every day, man. I, I, I feel like I'm drowning, like, like I'm gasping to get my old life back. And then a small moment happens that's, that's so magical. Anthony Anderson, playground dad, proceeds to ask his son, what's in your hand? And his son opens his hand and it's poop. poop. He goes, is that cat poop? No. Is that your poop? Is that your poop? No. Nope. It is just some random, pers- random person's poop in his son's hand. It's random poop. We don't know if it's a person's. We It could be a, a dog's. It could be a do- Well, yeah, I would I would kind of hope that it would just be at least a dog's. Um, you have a personal story similar to this. I have a personal story kind of similar to this. Um, so one time we were at, I think it was Easter or Chris. No, it was Easter because there was no snow on the ground. And um, we were at family dinner and um, all the little kids were playing outside. And my cousin decided instead of coming into the house to go to the washroom. Your cousin, you're little, like how old was he? Oh, he was like four. Okay. Instead of coming into the house to go to the washroom, he decided, you know what? Like anywhere else I could go to the washroom, I'm going to undo my pants. And he pooped right in the front yard. So (laughs) he's just squatting, (laughs) taking a shit, front yard. Neighbor, like the neighborhood, could people see him? Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like street side, front yard. Yeah. Yeah. Street side, front yard. Yeah. Yeah. And then he comes in and, uh... And my cousin goes, oh, like, you know, what were you doing outside? And we all could see from the window that he was taking a poop outside. Oh, no. So everybody was mm-hmm. watching this kid take a shit. Yeah. And we all and nobody reacted. thought. To... No, no, no. We all reacted at the same time. We were like, oh, my God. And then we all kind of ran out. and we We're like, no, you can't take poop in the front yard. <laughs> it's so funny. Wow. Yeah. And so the next scene, they're going to an event together. We don't really get the gist of what they're going to together. Um, but she doesn't fit into she doesn't fit into anything, which I appreciate um, at this point. Um, nothing really fits me. <laughs> so, so yes, I totally, totally know how it felt and um, how it feels. So they go to this event and it's full of seafood and very interesting foods. At one point, like Zoe gags as hors d'oeuvres go by. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the things that made you gag. Yeah. During like the first trimester. So the first trimester, I actually, um, luckily, I'm very blessed, was not, um, I didn't have a lot of nausea and I wasn't sick, um, but I did have a really bad gag reflex. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Um, it wasn't even the smell no. or the sight. It was the thought of raw chicken th- that got <laughs> Sarah. Like she would, we'd be talking about dinner and randomly she'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> And I would say, what, what What did you see? What? What is it? And she's like, I was just thinking about the chicken. <laughs> I remember that. Just That's... the thought of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Okay. Right. And you know what? You know what's really funny is I think I've like grown to just love cheese more and dairy more because that was something that never made me gag was dairy. Mm. Yeah. So that, um, which is interesting because a lot of people can't have dairy and a lot of people can't eat meat. I could still eat meat, but the thought of it made me gag which i don't understand that makes no sense and at smells, all your your smell is quite heightened so anything that was remotely pungent also did make me gag it was a good three months it was uh an interesting for Devin. he he actually was started to like roll his eyes he's like oh my god sarah like get your get your poop in a pile so j-lo in a literal cheese factory 
How is she not like pooping all or uh, puking all the time? <laughs> uh, pooping too. She could have done the same. Maybe thing both. Too. Stan decides to take it upon himself to kind of start doing his own research and like how much you know things cost and how, how that will change their lives even more. And he's still going to night school. He does go and visit the playground dad again for some more sage advice. And there's a little bit of a friendship blooming there. And he wakes up in the middle of the night one night, and this is, um. After having a freak out, he goes and starts cooking pancakes and Zoe finds him in the middle of the night, flipping out over the cost of having kids. Um, She brings him back to bed and they talk and he says, like, they'll figure it out money wise, but wants to know if she's still in there, which like, I don't know, this scene like really kind of irked me a little bit because I'm like, he's concerned like, oh, I want to know if you're still in there, if you're still the same person you were before you were pregnant. And I'm like, she probably was pregnant the entire time that you've been with her. I was going to say, maybe you haven't known her not pregnant. Yeah. And like, he's like, I want to know if you're still in there, which I don't think is fair because then she says yes. And he throws out her pregnancy pillow. And I'm like, she needs support (laughs) from you, dude. You're being really selfish right now. The pregnancy pillow was funny. (laughs) Like, which again, like, Dude, you don't know how uncomfortable being pregnant is. You don't have a pregnancy pillow. I have like a little wedge thing. A wedge for your knees, for your yeah. legs. Yeah. yeah, but no, I don't have a pregnancy pillow. But she does, and lots of people do, and they find it very comfortable and helpful. So like when he threw that out, I was like, no. <gasps> You're how terrible. dare you? You are terrible. So now we're at the water birth scene. Zoe has kind of been accepted back into the single mother's group a little bit? Yes, she has. So one of the single moms who was pregnant is now giving birth. So Zoe goes over to her house because it is going to be a home birth. It is. Amazing. (laughs) It is. Melissa McCarthy, the head of the cults, is there, and she kind of welcomes Zoe in. And Zoe stands also there, too. They're kind of the mind of, like, we're just going to hop in, say hello to everybody, and peace the F out of here. Yeah. They arrive, and everybody is of the same mind. They're like, nope, this is happening in moments. You're here for the pregnancy. Let's do it. Let's get it going on. There's, like, this weird humming. Like, Melissa McCarthy has a drum. Yeah. It's very strange. But... um. <laughs> Zoe. I love the way you're telling this. I'm just like letting you do it, and I love it. Zoe gets into the living room, and there's like a little kiddie pool there. I don't even know if this is my best scene. This is just for sure my most memorable scene of this movie. Because <laughs> Zoe does not want to be there. Like, she is, she's very pregnant. She's with twins. She's watching this woman just scream her lungs out, pushing. And as Zoe tries to leave, this is funny. She's like, no, you're my fixation. I'm feeling a little... No, Zoe. Don't you move, Zoe. You're my focal point. So Zoe's like, what does that mean? She's like, you can't leave. You can't go anywhere. So now Zoe is stuck. Like, people are literally holding her in place. She's got to watch this birth go down. Yeah, definitely. It's another strange thing I noticed. The pregnant lady, as, like, the baby was almost crowning, she's like, get the mirror! And somebody starts yelling at Stan, like, Stan, get the mirror! The mirror! What mirror? So he grabs a mirror from somewhere in the kitchen and brings it so that she can watch herself give birth? Yeah. What? Like, I'm really happy you're describing this. Does anybody do that? I don't know. That I'm can't sure some be people, real. To each their own, right? Like, it's their own birthing journey. As a male, I can never understand <laughs> why somebody would do that. Right. Yeah. So I won't begin to understand. But, but that makes no f- sense to me. <laughs> That's crazy talk. 
Oh my god. Oh, I love it. I love your retelling so, of this. Suffice to say, just traumatizing experience for all involved. Zoe, um, Stan. You know what? I actually don't like that about movies like this, where like Knocked Up did it too, where they really display the extreme horribleness of giving birth. And I feel like it terrifies a lot of people. Yeah. Like, why would you ever want to go through that when they comedically <laughs> make it look as diabolical as possible? Yeah, I think they definitely dramatize it um, for the movie purposes, right? Um, and it it, uh, it it would tra- traumatize um, some people, i.e. you, I think. That scene was intense, I gotta say, because that That's is definitely the most memorable scene of this movie for me as well. So after they're walking through the market and Olivia comes up to Stan and Zoe and says, like, just checking in because you left the exam the other night. Olivia's the other girl who yes. Stan was dating at some point. She also went to school with Stan. Yes. Stan then tells Zoe that he's actually dropped out of school f- and wants to work full time because he has to pay for the twins. And Olivia says, oh, she didn't even know that they were this serious, nor that she was like that Zoe was pregnant. And she says, oh, yeah, like. Yeah, we are. And Stan says, oh, yeah, but they're not mine. And in this instant, Zoe flips out, which... Like, it was a slip of the tongue. He didn't He didn't say the right thing, but he obviously didn't mean to say it that No, way. and I think, like, they jump to conclusions a lot in this movie. 100%. And that's, the, like, that's where their, their fighting stems from. Because, I mean, cut and dry, he is not their biological father. Correct. He will be their father when she gives birth, but, like... I think he just didn't know how to say those words. Right. So he's like, well, I'm not the dad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're not mine, but yeah. like they're going to be in some way mine. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she totally just flips out and she says it's all because he doesn't actually want kids. And so she breaks up with him again. This is the third time that they're now split. So Mona comes and comes over and knocks some sense into Zoe. And then her Nana comes over and tells them that she is in fact, her Nana is getting married to the man, Arthur, who she has been engaged to for like 22 years. And it's all thanks to Zoe and Zoe's relationship with Stan and doing it, you know, on her own, but also finding a guy and having it all kind of going for her. And Zoe then tells Nana that her and Stan broke up because he said, you know, the babies weren't his. And Nana says, like, you need to you need to grow up like you need to, like, get going, chase after him. Like, he's your guy. He's here. You are the one who's pushing him away as well. And so the day of the wedding, she wants him at the wedding. And so she's calling him, calling him. He won't pick up his phone. Nana and Arthur get married and the dancing starts. And the conga line, conga lines are always classic at weddings. And during the conga line, Zoe's water breaks. They're on their way to the hospital and they make a pit stop at the market to pick Stan up. Which like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if you'd have enough time to do that. I don't know like what what the time between your water breaking and going into like the first part, second part and third part of labor is like would would she be able to walk like you got to watch those contractions, guys. You got to be timing them. All right. That's Devin learned all about that. We did some prenatal classes. I, I know my role. Okay. Yes. We're yes. timing our contractions, the five one one rule. Okay. One minute contractions, five minutes apart, lasting for over an hour. So until we're at that moment, you're okay. Yeah. So she is in labor and they're hashing out their relationship while she's being brought into the room, which is absurd. And then he shows that he kept okay, this was this was like almost my best scene as well. He shows Zoe the penny 
that he has kept the whole time from the very first day they met. This is on the same level, the fact that you, Devin, kept the, the mm-hmm. first receipt of our first date. Yeah, mine's more impressive, though. No, I know it is. Because that was like four years. Of you keeping the receipt. Yeah, until wallet, we got married. Which is like the cutest thing. This guy picked up that penny like eight months ago. Yeah, well, yeah. more yeah. Nine months. <laughs> yes, agreed. But it was still really sweet. I was like, oh. So this is the full circle penny moment, you know? Right. They have twins. Uh, twin girls and he achieves his dream his dream is to open this like local restaurant farm to table restaurant and they open it right next to the pet store so he's achieved the dreams she's achieved achieved her dreams they have twin girls they get engaged and then right after they get engaged she pukes in a trash bin because they're pregnant again she's pregnant again and that's the end of the movie there it is yeah quick facts Jennifer Lopez was first attracted to the script as she had just gone through her twins' pregnancy. Screenwriter Kate Angelo, too, had just been pregnant. The two actually met at a post-birth aerobics class. The film was Jennifer Lopez's first major role after a five-year hiatus. Three different dogs played Zoe's dog, Nuts. Jennifer Lopez's character, Zoe, is seen reading the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting. She later played the role of Holly in the movie adaptation of the same name. The first of three comedies released in 2010 dealing with the subject of artificial insemination. The other two were the Jennifer Aniston movie The Switch and the critically acclaimed The Kids Are All Right. This is CBS Films' biggest grossing movie to date. On one of the buildings in the neighborhood where Jennifer Lopez's character's pet store is, there is some graffiti written inside the outline of a heart that reads M-A plus J-L. This is an obvious reference to Jennifer Lopez's real-life husband at the time, Mark Anthony. The screenplay for this film was featured in the 2008 Blacklist, a list of the most like unmade scripts of the year. Ron Howard is seen on TV playing Opie Taylor as Zoe watches the Andy Griffin show, 1960. Tom Bosley plays the boyfriend of Zoe's grandmother. They starred together as son and father on Happy Days in 1974. At the end of the movie when Stan goes to bed after reading to the twins, he mentions one of their names as Penny, a reference to him picking up the penny at the beginning of the movie. The penny scene is also in a movie called Raise Your Voice with Hilary Duff. When Zoe and Stan first meet while getting into the same cab, they begin arguing over who saw the cab first. They defer to the cab driver, who turns around and picks up a newspaper with the headline, Don't Axe Me, or Don't Ask Me, is what he says. Honorable mentions. Alex O'Loughlin. Really? Yes, um, because I have five ways they made him look really good in this movie. Okay, let's hear it. Um, The Henleys he wore. The Henleys? Yes, the shirts, the type of shirts. Oh, my God. Um, There's just something special about a Henley on a man who has muscles. This Um, episode of uh, Rom-Com Rewind brought to you by Henley shirts for men. (laughs) They look good on Alex. You have a few Henleys. Do I actually? Yes, you do. Um, (laughs) He is rained on in Manhattan trying to catch the cab. Just saying, you know. (laughs) For guys, it's, you know, white t-shirt thing and for... You know, he's rained on in, in Manhattan. He's wet. God, you're thirsty, eh? Like, Jesus. <laughs> no! Oh, my God. Stop it. The shirtlessness. He really does look better with no shirt on, especially on the farm when he's driving the tractor. He was genuinely good in this movie. I really liked him. Other than him throwing out the pregnancy pillow, of course. And finally, um, the amount of orgasms he provides. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> I think that has to do with hormones for J-Lo. I was going to but... say, that's probably a hormone <laughs> thing. They, um, There was one that was achieved with all clothes on. Well, that is very true. So it, that's... It, I thought you were actually going to say there was one that was achieved with all the clothes on. <laughs> wow. Get it? Because it was in the cheese barn? Yeah, that's a no for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's... That was good. My honorable mention is Clive. Who's Clive? Clive is like her coworker, the dude coworker. What does he do? He so like they tee him up at the beginning of the movie. I thought he was gonna be so special. Her she's like at a restaurant with Clive, her coworker, chatting, and he's talking about like, yeah, you don't want me to have sex with you, do you? Because I'll I'll say <gasps> Clive! no. Clive, oh my god, he no. I honestly totally forgot about him. He's in NCIS. I was about to say he's in like one of those annoying shows he that you like. He is in NCIS with LL Cool J. He is Eric Christian Olsen. Yes, That's he is. Name. He's in a lot of fun things. Actually, he was in the movie Fired Up. Yeah, not another teen movie, mm -hmm. NCIS, Los Angeles. He was also in a few episodes of Community, which I love. Yes, that's right. I like it. This is part just of what should have been because I feel like, much like the other love interest, that Olivia girl, mm -hmm. I think Clive, they like had a seed of here's a really cool sport character. And they just didn't really do a lot yes, with them. They could have done so much with him. I, I, Totally forgot about him. I thought he was going to be like a counter love interest for Zoe. Yeah, they could have done that really well. And it didn't really pan out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would like to honorably mention him. I think he he's a good actor. He I like him in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I agree. What should have been? I don't have any what should have been. My what should have been is entirely contradictory to your honorable mention in that I think we needed a stronger male lead who than Alex O'Loughlin. Who do you think could have played him? Like many people. Oh, okay. I like, like I can't like even him. think of dude, Eric Christian Olsen. Oh, you instead think of playing have... Clive, could have mm. just played Stan. I don't think so. Do you know how many movies Alex O'Loughlin has starred in after this one? Not many. Zero. Oh, like this was it. This was like he's done TV, but this is Yes, it. he's done a lot of TV. That was his last movie role so far. In twenty ten. So that was like a long time ago. Twelve years 12 ago. Twelve years right ago. Now. Yes. Yes. But you know what? Like, it's not even that it's him. I just, maybe it was the script. I never really felt the chemistry. Oh, okay. I thought they were fun. They flirted a little bit. But I was never like, oh, yeah, I believe that these two are in love. I get it. Yeah, like, they broke up so many times. You're like, do I believe that they they have chemistry together? I don't know. Yeah. Standalone. He, he's great. Like, he looked great. I never said he was, like, a fantastic actor. I just, you know... And before we get to our rewatchability, I want to talk about baby products and how unbelievably <laughs> infuriating they are. Yeah, okay. Because in this movie, actually, Stan has a moment and Zoe has a moment. They're buying baby strollers for twins. They are. And they have a really big difficulty figuring out the baby stroller situation. Okay, it, it is really hard picking a stroller. Zoe purchased one. Stan hated it. He went back to the store and him and the store clerk together figured out the appropriate baby stroller which is really cute <laughs> like i remember when uh when you and i first found out we were pregnant i went to a baby store to get a uh, to get a, a few onesies we did this thing where we printed uh promoted to noni and promoted to grandma for both of our moms and we were gonna mm -hmm. give those to them so w i needed to go get some onesies <laughs> and at first i'm in the store and my heart's racing i'm looking at all this shit <laughs> oh like my oh my god, god. am i, am yeah, I having a heart attack is this an anxiety out. attack is this normal yeah and then I saw this whole section of baby strollers and it almost made me okay with having a baby just for the fact that it demanded so much of my attention trying to figure out and learn the eight different varieties and genres <laughs> and styles of 
effing baby strollers. <laughs> like some have the car seats in them. Some don't. Yeah. Some need you need to get the car seats separately. Some are like can be doubles. So it's it's an honest to god mess with the baby strollers, people. We need to streamline this process better. Do you have any other thoughts on any of the other products? Yeah, snot oh, suckers. Okay, are wow, f- that was honestly way too fast. I didn't even finish my sentence. Oh, on, oh, on what? You have real feelings about these. I products. have real feelings about snot suckers, which is what I'm going to talk about next. Okay, snot. Do you know what a snot sucker I, is? I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Asking <laughs> I was like, that. I do. <laughs> do you listening know what a snot sucker is? If you don't, please Google it. This is a real product that is unbelievably popular. And the premise of this product is that uh, it's a tube. One end of the tube goes into your baby's nose. The other end of the tube goes into your <laughs> mouth and you suck the snot out of their nose. You're missing the point where there is like um, you do put like an, an applicator there, there's a in filter. it. There's a filter. Yes. That's and- still gross. That's still horrible. Well, your baby needs to breathe. And every single parent I've talked to who has had one of these products is like, oh my God. It's life changing. Snot suckers are the best. Yes. I'm like, everybody has gone <laughs> insane. That is disgusting. Why? And we have a snot sucker now. We, we do, do have own a snot, a snot sucker. sucker. Yeah. And actually, it's really funny because um, one of our friends was telling us that they they recently had to use their snot sucker with their, their baby. Um, it was funny because she actually forgot to put the filter in and Devin Ooh. like, yeah, yeah, this was his reaction. No. Yes. Um, oh, my God. And she said, never again will I forget the filter. So just don't forget the filter, Devin. That's all. That's not suckers going to find its way to the garbage. No, Somehow, we'll magically, it. our dog Frankie will eat it one day. It's <laughs> <laughs> my rant about baby products. I'm sure I'll have more rants, but snot suckers. Ugh. <laughs> Overall rewatchability. So my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry. I'm really taking a shot at the chemistry on this one. 1.3. Wow. I think that's the lowest chemistry I've ever scored. Storyline, though, 3. Thirst factor, I'll give them a 3.5. Imagination of 4. Soundtrack of 4. The soundtrack was pretty solid. We had some Moby in there. We had had some fun stuff. Uh, Cheese, a 2, though. Okay. Literally, there was physical cheese was in this movie. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bumped it up a whole point just because there was cheese. So I had an overall <laughs> score of two point nine out of five. Wow. Okay. Um, my rewatchability is as follows: chemistry three, storyline three point eight five, there's factor four, imagination three, soundtrack three point five, cheese three, for an overall score of three point four out of five. And this has been our rom com rewind of the backup plan. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, subscribe, follow, do all that stuff. If you want to reach out, Instagram at romcom rewind, TikTok at romcom rewind. I think we'll probably post some kind of baby bump thing on our Instagram this week. Um, and as well, you can email us romcomrewind at gmail.com. What's our next movie? I love you, Beth Cooper. Oh. Thanks for listening. 